How does it feel when you look into the DB's eyes and you know that they don't want to compete with you all day long? I don't even look in their eyes no more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even look in their eyes no more. You, I just go out there and line up and you can just see them like, oh, here come Debo. Here he come. <laughs> I know it. They don't want none of that. All right, week three is in the books. That's right. This is the Guillotine League Part Two podcast. Kurt, un- unsuccessful in his uh, journey to to get to to week four here in the Guillotine League. Uh, I'm here with uh, Commissioner Justin. You managed to survive. I somehow managed to survive. How are you feeling today on this uh, glorious week four uh, dawn? Uh, in the guillotine league or in my whole life? Just, you know, everything just unload oh, my this life. An hour just for your feelings. My life feels horrible. Um, Bazinga. I think a lot of us will, if you haven't already, you will reach a point in your life where you need medical care and you will find out that doctors are barely better than like you just Googling, like what is wrong with you and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and that's where I'm at right now. And it's been a, a daily nightmare to try to resolve these uh, health issues so it is horrible because i hear i hear horror stories like that from a lot of people and um anyone who knows like doctors personally know that they have like a huge you know god complex and ego so those two things paired together always always horrible um i love the uh i love when the the professionals uh basically sound like uh your average redditor when you know they tell you like have you tried like not being in pain (laughs) I, I had like the most tilting moment in my entire life because I had I haven't seen a neurologist since we left um, California and I, it's been on my you know the back of my mind forever. I need to go do this. Finally went and saw one here in Washington. The guy you know he like really grills me on my history. He asks me a billion questions about everything and he said, "Hey man, I want you to know like I just don't you know I, I don't want to just assume that everything that the doctor said before is correct. I want to really dig into this." And I was like, "Dude." Thank you. I'm so worried that ever since I got a diagnosis, you know, every, every doctor just looks at it and says, yeah, that's what's wrong with you. And he was like, he then turned around and was like, this is actually what's wrong with you. And it was just like, dude, wasn't listening to me fucking at all. Had his mind made up what was wrong with me. It was fucking horrible. I, I told him that I didn't care for his fucking opinion. And I left just completely tilted. It was the most high to low moment, like immediately. So Fuck that guy. Um, you know, but there's some, I don't, I don't want to look like a doctor hater. I had a great doctor in California. I just need to find the right person here in Washington. There are good ones out there, you know, it's um, unrelated but, to football, but man, what just, it's been a real like tilting uh, month, month and a half here for me. Yeah. But, I uh, think it, it, it is, it is related to football because I think, you know, if, if you are a doctor, you're probably, um, you know, over there tending to the many injuries and, and horrific uh, accidents over in the NFL. Um, and really just the people that are left for, for you and me are just like the, the jerks, the ones that didn't pan out, the no, no pizzazz, just literally the worst of the bunch. Yeah. Speaking of uh, doctors in the NFL, I'm very, very confused, right? We all saw Tua get hit, right? And then he came back into the game and it looked like it was a horrible mistake. Uh, he then played next week and again, looked like a horrible mistake and he had to leave. Um, they ruled him out immediately. And I'm kind of confused because it, that makes sense to me, right? It's obvious that like, you know, he's suffering some kind of like, you know, a lot of problems with the concussions and stuff. Um 
my whole like fantasy and NFL, like Twitter feed is talking about how this is like a PR move that they're only holding him out this week because they didn't hold him out last week. And I'm, are you, have you been following this situation? I'm super confused because it seems to me like he should not be playing football until they get this figured out. But people now seem to think it's like a, like a good faith PR move because they put him back in the game last week. I, I mean, I definitely sort of see that. Uh, it, it's so hard. Like, um, I, I don't know, like I've never had a concussion and maybe that would help understand the situation a little bit better. Um, but there's so many times where it just seems like they, they underplay it, even if they do like hold someone out for a week like this, and then they're back in like two weeks. It's like, you know, so it, it, there's like certain images I think that we all have watching, you know, certain games where you see a player down. And I think to a, you know, last week was one of them. And it's just so horrific. It's like, you can't, it's like burned into your brain. You're like, Oh, I would never wish that upon a person. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes, you know, it, like a week doesn't even seem enough. Um, I, I don't know. It's like, it, it's so hard to tell. I mean, there's with the news and everything, they're talking about like the players association looking into it. Um, but to uh, everyone's like, no, it's just fine. They're like playing it, I guess, PR style, like totally cool. So it's it's a hard situation to grasp. Yeah, I guess I was just so confused how like the narrative switched so quick because everyone, you know, last week was like, why is he playing? You know, like, what about that concussion protocol, especially when he got hurt? And they're just like, wow, what a horrible idea. So this week, you know, they declare him out early and everyone's like, why are they doing that? Like, you don't know that he's got not good to play. It's like, I don't know. I was just really confused about everybody flip flopping about their armchair analysis of uh, Tua's concussions. Yeah, well, um, all that just to say this is actually not the Guillotine League podcast. Uh, Joke's on you guys. Uh, I know that some of you probably went to your podcast provider and made sure that you're you know, checking the right channel that you're subscribed to, but uh, this is actually the Bono's Fantasy po- Football Podcast. Also not the Doctor Podcast, but um, I don't know. It it's, all those it, things. I, I guess so. You know, we are, we are uh, many talents in one. Um, but I mean, I guess to continue on the theme, uh, you know, we're seeing not only just this super drama with Tua and the concussion protocol. And I mean, there've been a couple other ugly hits, uh, you know, that we we've seen so far this season. Uh, but I think we're also starting to see in the last couple of weeks, as far as fantasy is concerned, definitely some injuries coming through, uh, and you know, not even like, you know, the, the big ones, the, the dangerous ones that we all kind of cringe at, but a lot of, you know, like kind of weak stuff just like popping up on injury reports uh like i didn't even realize that jt was injured during that game whatever uh how are you faring you you beat me last week uh we're now tied at two and two are are you surviving the uh you know week three week four injury apocalypse uh yeah you know i I had some injury scares kind of at the beginning of the season week two you know mixing got a little bit banged up connor got a little bit banged up evan's you know suspension so that was kind of scary. Uh, kind of pivoted back. Looks like everybody's good. I'm actually benefiting from some um, injuries right now with Jamal Williams. So yeah, you know, doing doing okay right now. But you know, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, we got bye weeks coming up pretty soon. It's going to get pretty gnarly. I also am just we, you and I were talking about defensive ends a little bit earlier this week. Just man, what what a nightmare position. There's a yeah. reason why I spent fifteen dollars on TJ Watt, and it's just it's so like unbearable trying to fill that position. Yeah, um, I think that we usually we're used to saying this about like the tight end position. I think they're very similar, and this year feels like an old school tight end year where it's like basically we have like two at the top. Uh, I know Hawkinson is like number three right now because he just went off last week. But like, 
two at the top and then just like your guess is as good as mine for everyone else um defensive line kind of feels that way too it's like all the top rated guys can easily ghost you and it's it it ain't no thing it's just like part of the expectation i guess um but you know and you're like you're saying with tj watt um you know that standout can really you know make a difference just like you know if we look at ashley's team with kelsey right now i mean he's stud out and tight end and that's a huge positional advantage over everyone else yeah i feel like positional i was looking a little bit at everybody's teams this year to kind of get a sense of like where everyone is scoring their points and you know looking at qb and tight end we've talked about it a little bit you're just at such a huge positional advantage like you said and um yeah defensive end is is definitely one of those positions as well where some teams are just so far ahead of other people if you can get that spot uh, filled in, you know, kind of make up the other spots. Yeah. You'll have a, a big leg up on your opponent. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned, uh, you know, injuries, I think the biggest one, the most tragic one, I think for definitely, you know, for, for Javante lovers like me, and I'm sure Ashley, uh, Javante out for the year. I think that's it, that, that's one of our first like big, you know, out for the seasons, right? At least on the offensive side, we haven't, we haven't had too much uh, of that. Sterling so Shepard out for the season. Sterling so. Shepard. That one, that one hurts too. I mean, uh, obviously not dude, as high. It's so talented. Yeah. Such a nice dude. Cannot stay on the field at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. I mean, the running back injuries rough. are definitely starting to pile up. Um, I really thought that uh, Taylor was going to play this week and he was declared out. So it seems like the, uh, the first round is starting to fall a little uh, apart a little bit. I'm happy. I'm happy he's held out. Um, you know, it's kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit, I played Martin, I played Martin this week and we're a little bit tied together in the running back game. Uh, cause he has David Montgomery who's been injured. I have Khalil Horbert. Uh, so we'll see how that there's, I, so it's like if, if, uh, Montgomery's out, it's like, okay, well I'd much rather have JT, you know, sit on the bench for a week and a half, like get better for next week. Um, however, if Montgomery's in, then I might be screwed because I don't really have somebody I could start. I guess I'll have to start Herbert either way. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, we've, we were kind of talking a couple of desperation trades. Yeah, maybe, maybe that, that Naheen Hines offer, you know, the, the first seven, you know, weren't as enticing, but you know, this eighth one might be, (laughs) yeah, we were talking a couple weeks ago just about, you know, kind of the, it seemed a little odd for running backs so far this season. Um, I think maybe it would seem more odd to me than, than you. Um, so looking back, you know, if we look at the, you know, top like seven, top nine or so, um, you know, we've got some names back in the running back column that we're used to seeing. Christian McCaffrey looks like he's back, you know, Derek Henry's peeking up there. Uh, Austin Eckler had himself a game and got him all the way back up to uh, running back five. Um, so I don't know. I may have been wrong. Even with all these injuries, I mean, there's still we're seeing some familiar names up at the the top of the running back list there. Uh, yeah, it 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 is fun looking. I was actually just looking at some of the. I guess I closed that tab. The point leaders, um, tight end is obviously the most hilarious. But you know, some things are, are kind of shaking out. But it's also funny looking at the records of some of the teams that are doing well. Like um, I was thinking of Ryan's team, right? Like if I said, hey, man, like CMC, Barkley, you know, they both like, you know, CMC has been a little bit of a disappointment with all the injuries and stuff. I'd say he's like living up to first round value. Like, dude, they're both, you know, like uh, crushing it, not getting hurt. But you look at Ryan's like total points and it's like, oh, wow. You know, like I would have expected that team to be doing a lot better. So um, just kind of looking at the different um, 
players that people have uh, relative to how well their team's doing. And it is funny how it's been, um, I don't know, uh, expectations versus um, what, what's actually happening with the teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's probably a whole other discussion we could have. You know, you, you, we always do the floor versus ceiling type discussion. Um, yeah, I think that plays into it. You get, you get your studs scoring you, you know, it's top points, getting you top five, you know, positional value. Uh, and then just a, a bunch of floor players beneath them to help you coast into the playoffs. That's a winning <laughs> formula. <laughs> um, one team I wanted to talk about, I mean, we don't, I guess just to spoil it, there's no, there's nothing to lead up to, so there's no bother to to lead up to anything. No bail, mailbag or voicemail uh, today, right? Uh, no, man. We had maybe one of our, our best mailbags last week, and we got to do our fun spoken word thing. Uh, yeah, kind of disappointed this week. No mailbag. Yeah. I'm also, you know, there's another, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in another way as well, which... Uh, as far as I know, uh, there's only been one Trevor Lawrence art submission, and that is my submission. Kamish, uh, uh, where's uh, where's your Trevor Lawrence? I guess I'd love to give you some fab, but uh, I'm banned from giving out fab. So I well, did I, appreciate I, I, your your as as a big Charlie Brown fan. I did I did appreciate your, your Trevor Lawrence art, though. Yeah, I don't know why that was the image that came to me, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's get together, people. Trevor Lawrence is a beautiful person with a very interesting face once you like study it, you know, in order to uh, do some art with it. So I, I highly encourage you guys to take some time, look at Trevor Lawrence's face in, in a conceptual and artistic way, and then just uh, put it to paper and submit it. And, uh, you know, good things will happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, so aside from that, I did want to talk about... Uh, Briefly, uh, we do have still one undefeated team. Ashley managed to kind of squeak out a, a win. It was a uh, you know up in the air for for a little bit late in the week, but uh, Ashley did come out with the win over Jim and is uh, our only undefeated team at four and zero. So kudos, Ashley. Yeah, definitely not uh, like a bad score. Although uh, you know I, I think her expectations were a lot higher. Um, but yeah, one undefeated team, which is pretty crazy, especially given that we're all starting to eat into each other a little bit. Um, a lot of two and two teams right now. So, um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the power rankings, but, um, yeah, I think her being four and oh, and you and me being two and two in our division is going to be a big, big deal, uh, headed into the stretch. I think those two wins are going to be pretty massive. Yeah. And this is, uh, now, I mean, last week was the first official week, although, uh, there were a couple still divisional matchups like you and I just got out of one, but, um, this is, you know, we're week two into interdivisional play. Um, so if there is a power division, if there is a division that is a butt above the rest, uh, we shall see, cause this is where it all comes out when we start playing each other. Um, and you know, this is your chance. If, if you're looking over at some other division going, man, I wish I was over there, you know, you tasty treats. Uh, this is the time to prove it. Um, get those, uh, interdivisional wins. Uh, but yes, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, this is going to be like another, what, like five weeks or so, six weeks that we do this. And then we get back into divisional play to close out the season. And that's kind of like the, always the exciting part, right. Is like, you know, you get 
you get through this interdivisional play, get to the end, and you have a few matchups left against the people you have to to beat. And there's always somebody in the way. I'm, I already looked ahead. Ash, I have Ashley in our very last week, and I'm already kind of like building the story in my head about how we're going to like duke it out for the division. It's going to come down to that game. Uh, so I don't know. There's some narratives, you know, that potentially being built. I think this is when the season starts to get really exciting. It's funny because um, just the way that I calculate kind of like remaining strength of schedule is looking at what the teams are doing right now. Right. And so much of, like you said, that narrative has changed. I was kind of complaining about Martin uh, as being my week one matchup. Right. Cause he's typically a lot tougher at the beginning of the season than the end. Um, and now it's funny because I have one of the best remaining strength of schedules because Martin is the number one ranked team and I already played him. Um, so stuff like that's pretty funny. Yeah. And that is like, you know, you were the, um, counterpart to, uh, me in this case for scheduling because I had to play Andrew week one, you know, so we had to cross division. So you lucked out. Martin was the lucky kind of cross divisional pick that you got paired with. So you got to beat him early. Then you got, you powered up through the division, you know, came out two and two and, uh, yeah, now you're, you're posed to beat up on the rest of the league for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, uh, you know, a lot of these teams could bounce back, but just based on what they've done, you know, so far, I mean, Nibblonians, Butthole Surfers, Bunnies, Shenanahads, Rusty Narwhals, Boomers, uh, it's a pretty tasty schedule um, until they come back to the division in week 12 with you and Ashley. So pretty, pretty stoked about that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, interesting teams. I, it, I, at this point, I am not ruling anyone out, even, uh, even the poor, poor fluffy bunnies. Um, you know, it's still too early statistically for that. Um, but I mean, if you just look at the teams, uh, it's still, it's, it's really interesting. Cause even the ones that are like, oh, maybe they're not as strong, you know, they're, 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 they're no Martin, you know, um, there, you could still see ways to victory for like, for everyone. And, you know, I, I feel like looking through most people's team, I'm still, uh, pretty much thinking that you know they, they're strong and can contend. Um, yeah, Justin, did you have any other uh, topics you wanted to bring up? Um, yeah, so I threw it into chat earlier. Um, I didn't really see a lot of comments, but um, yeah, just wanted to throw it out there again. I, I doubt that the people in this league would be interested, but I saw that I think uh, John Ham and like Jimmy Kimmel and some other people are like in a fantasy league together. Um, they play, I don't remember if they play with 11 people or if they play with 13 people. Um, but their, their Bazinga. rule is that whoever wins the whole thing gets to kick somebody out of the league for a whole season. So they're only ever playing with 10 or 12 people because one person every season is excluded from the league. Um, so I propose doing that as a toilet bowl punishment. If you lose the toilet bowl, you are the 13th team and you have to sit out a season. Absolutely not. I, I, I did see that tweet. Uh, that is a horrible, it's a horrible idea because it's something just like, it's so, I mean, actually, well, well, the John Hamm one, it was like the winner got to kick out. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm so not I mean, proposing that. That's too personal. But I, for our league, I think it would be more appropriate if you lose the toilet <laughs> bowl, you're just out of the league for a year. For a year. So every every season, the there's somebody sitting out. And hey, uh, you know, best case scenario, it couldn't happen to you twice in a row because you wouldn't be playing. That's true. That's true. No repeats on the the hypothetical to- toilet bowl trophy. Uh, still that's, so, that's so rough. How can you not lose that, get kicked out of the league and just like 
be gone forever. I don't, I don't know how you could come back from that. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to bring up, I just picked up an Xbox. Very happy um, because Game Pass is it, it's better than I thought it could ever have been. All the Mass Effect games, all the Bethesda games, um, the the Halo Master Chief Collection, which is like remastered versions of like every game. Um, and I think like one through four, they still do like split screen co-op, which is like awesome. Cause I like playing okay. games with Ashley needy and stuff. Um, oh my God, it's just incredible. Edie and I, I, I don't know if you've seen it. They, oh, I was playing, um, they have like a new arcade style Ninja Turtles game, like in the style of like what oh, yeah. you and I used to play back in the arcade yeah. all the time. So Edie and I are playing through that. It's super, super fun. I'm in love with this thing. I got super hype. They have the show. And then I, I saw Madden. I was like, dude, hell yeah. So I download Madden fired up. I'm playing last night dude it just drops you right into a game um i was trying to pick a different team but it, it dropped me in as the bucks and um ronald jones has taken like the first snap of the game and i was like dude something here right here uh that was <laughs> when i figured out that um all the maddens are named like a, a year after the year that they come out so i was actually playing last year's madden as the one else on game pass <laughs> Uh, uh, so it's funny seeing all like the weird rosters and stuff, but man, Ronald Jones, dude, I had like 200, 200 yards and three touchdowns. I, oh, I did yeah. what he couldn't do with the bucks. So it oh, uh, felt good as a former Rojo owner. It felt good. Like getting him that big stat line that he deserves. I was looking through a list of running backs. Like I think the running backs available on the waiver wire in our league. And I was just like scrolling down. I saw Rojo there and like, I know he's not old, but my, my, my feeling was like, Oh, you've been, you've been in the league for too long. And it's like, what dude, wasn't he just like a rookie a couple of years ago? Um, It's kind of, I don't know. I laugh, but it's kind of, we were talking about injuries, Uh, injuries and, you know, just the turnover itself running back position has got to be the worst position in football. Uh, if you, you make it, you're going to get your knees obliterated. And if you're not, you know, super stellar, if you're only Rojo level talent, then you're going to get stuffed down on the waiver wire and somebody's depth chart for forever and just like not do anything. What a shitty, shitty job. Yeah. It's really crazy considering, you know, how little say you have in the draft and yeah, where you end up uh, going, you know, you could end up just kind of toiling behind like existing good guys or maybe you piss off your coach, you know, the first week and then, you know, you could never recover from that. So yeah, it does seem pretty gnarly. Yeah, for sure. On the flip side, obviously the kicker is the best job, right? Because you're like totally protected, you know, low, chance of like serious injury. Um, and you know, the worst part of the job is that you miss like a critical field goal and like literally an entire city, uh, just starts, you know, hating you and burning effigies of you. I mean, that's, that's easy to do. You just kick a few times during a game, you cash a cool million easy peasy. Uh, yeah. If you, if you've got the, you know, the stomach to handle it, it, it probably is good. I I'm always surprised like what teams will do with their kickers. Like, uh, when Blankenship got, uh, cut from the roster earlier this year, cause he had like one bad game. I'm like, dude, he's been good for you guys for like three years, like one bad game. You're going to cut him. Like, I mean, but you know, he got picked up immediately. He'll be fine. That Just was a little strange. Around. Yeah. It was a little strange though. Cause I, it seems like not that long ago that he was like a whole thing up there you know a whole marketing gimmick um but i guess that's not enough for a kicker not enough um, when are we gonna bring back the all kicker league that's what i'm wondering i i don't know 
you know, I, I definitely would be interested in like a special, a special teams league where, you know, we do the kickers, the punters like we did before, but also maybe like only return yardage. Oh, um, so dude, I like reception. the sound of that a lot. Yeah. yeah. That is a good um, idea. It would be cool if you could only, if you could do also like, um, tackles, but only the ones on special teams and, and that kind of stuff. Cause there's like, you know, offensive players and, uh, you know, defensive players as well, like doing tackling for special teams. So I don't know, probably a little too complex for any of the league systems that we use, but maybe in the future. No, man, Sleeper can do it all. Sleeper is the best app ever made and everybody should use Sleeper. Sponsored by it's, Sleeper. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I we, we don't have to get into it. I think that literally it must just be a, a requirement when you're designing a fantasy football app that it has to suck in some way. Cause it's like none of, none of the major thing ones have it right. It's horrible. No matter what site you use. Yeah, that's probably true. It's like extra horrible at Yahoo, but generally everywhere else, same horrible level. If you, if you go on Reddit though, there are people who love Yahoo. They're like, I've used sleeper. I've used Yahoo. I've used ESPN. Like Yahoo's the one for me. There's some stuff that Yahoo does do right. I just, I, the ordering bothers me so much, the ordering of the players. And I just, their interface is also kind of busy. I really appreciate how like ESPN is like kind of the minimal amount of stuff that you need on the page. Yeah, ESPN, it feels pretty decent. The thing I like from Yahoo is they do these kind of like uh, automated summary wrap-up type things. And, um, you know, they're just like computer generated, but they're still pretty cool. Um, so, but whatever. Uh, before we get into the match of the week and power rankings, the only last thing we got to shout out is just real quick. Uh, you know, Giants lost both of their quarterbacks on Sunday. So we got to see uh, Saquon not only, you know, return to uh, beastly running back form, but he was also... Uh, playing QB for like the rest of the game. Uh, did you were you watching Red Zone when that was going on? Uh, it was incredible because the plays were either like he himself would run it or he would do a handoff and they would run it. And that was and they did a whole drive and it worked. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. You need the all running back team where you just have three running backs line line up and like Wildcat and you don't know which one's going to run it. All, all the running backs that have quarterback experience. And then the only wide receiver is like Odell Beckham, <laughs> who's mm-hmm. who never catches anything. He just plays quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be sweet. Get on it, NFL coaches. Um, all right. Yeah. So last week for the match of the week, we had an interesting, uh, it, it, I'm saying interesting eh, as in like uh, ahead of time, we were anticipating it to be interesting <laughs> match of the week. Um, and it sort of, kind of was if you can look at it through a certain angle in that i mean the two low scoring teams matched up against each other and uh yeah it's the uh ruditis bowl um justin i don't know why don't, why don't you start us off I, I i don't know where to begin looking at this um i'm having a hard time remembering the schedule of the games i kind of remember it looking you know like when tua went down you know that obviously was an all-time low for surfers it looked like that might have been it you know that early in the week um, and then, yeah, I remember thinking, uh, Sunday morning, it looked like Ryan had some action going on. Um, I think we all kind of rolled our eyes when Taysom Hill scored a, a touchdown. It was a bold move to start two tight ends, uh, and they are Tyler Higby and Taysom Hill, but you know, Ryan, Ryan's a bold guy. Um, he also lost Jeremy Chin really on early on in the game. So yeah, I think, uh, this one was kind of folded over pretty quick, but 
Yeah, Janice team, man. I mean, we were talking about how Lamar Jackson was uh, like a like you know one of the cheat codes, one of the ways to just get those wins. Uh, only 15 points, which is something I would happily take on my team, but it's pretty bad. Gabe Davis, man, not living up to the hype. Uh, DJ Moore has his best game of the season. It's 10 points. Um, and then, yeah, Curtis Samuel kind of regressing. Mark Andrews, uh, another one of those cheat codes, total letdown. And, yeah, the IDP was kind of a wash. Yeah, so super rough. I imagine that this was not fun for anyone involved. It wasn't fun for Ryan and Jana. Definitely wasn't fun for those of us, you know, tracking the matchup of the week. Uh, you know, it's one of those ones where you know, you're just whoever's going to lose harder. And in this case, Jana lost a little bit harder than Ryan lost. Um, but I, I still think hope, I think that's uh, kind of what we were alluding to earlier is, you know, you look at the teams, I mean, Ryan's got some horrible QB luck so far this year. Um, you know, kind of countering that awesome, uh, running back stack of McCaffrey and Barkley. Um, so super rough there. Uh, definitely some questions that, or, you know, a spot that he's got to fill, but I think both of these teams, I mean, still super sharp. Uh, if you're facing Jana and you get a 15 point Lamar and a two and a half point Mark Andrews, you're probably thinking you're lucky stars. You're probably feeling pretty blessed and that's not going to happen every week. So, uh, I don't know. Bounce backs for both. I say, uh, you're our resident bills expert. What's, what's going on with Gabe Davis, man. He was a preseason darling. That- yeah, that game was just, it was not fun for anyone. It was raining pretty heavily. It wasn't raining as bad as like the Jacksonville Eagles game, but weather was rough. I don't know. The Bills have had like two kind of weird games, but I, they're going to get back on track. And he's almost healthy, so I, I think he'll blow up. DJ Moore is like the person. I, I don't have a lot of shares of DJ Moore uh, in places. I think I drafted him for the first time in one of my other leagues. I just don't know what to think about, man. It's like Baker Mayfield looks horrible he looks yeah, really we're bad. having a full-blown conversation in chat about who would be better um pj walker him or um sam darnold <laughs> like just brutal options i i yeah the thing i'm Sorry. watching now that tua is hurt and probably out for maybe a bit uh ryan picked up tom brady i think in both leagues ryan is cursed uh, Tom Brady's wife is leaving him and apparently either hexing him or not helping him like she used to. Um, I'm like all eyes on Brady this weekend. I think his head might roll off. Yeah. I was about to say that he, I was about to say he's like a victim of witchcraft, but I guess it's the opposite of that. He's been the the beneficiary of witchcraft that might not be there anymore. He might not have those witch powers. Um, or she yeah, I also, the chat was laughing him. about, uh, we just got news. I think earlier today that Cole Beasley retired to be with his family. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, we heard uh, Cole Beasley uh, retiring to go spend more time with his wife and family. So he's uh, doing a reverse Tom. Maybe he saw the dark path that Tom went down and, and, you know, Cole's like, I'm a piece of shit, just like Tom. I don't want to end up like that. I want to, I am, I'm going to go hide and, uh, you know, be with my family at least. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Uh, so hopefully, uh, we'll, you know, we'll get a better match of the week, uh, maybe a little bit later. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, it's time for the power rankings. Justin, what do you have for us? Oh man, no movement in the bottom two positions. Um, I, I have this kind of metric I put together that is, um, uh, I don't have like a great name for it. It's just called like uh, adjusted score. And it's like how great your team is at scoring points. 
And um, obviously the two teams we're talking about, number 12, Fluffy Bunnies, number 11, TJF, they're both the worst at this. You know, one of the things it's going to look at is, um, you know, what's the average of points that you're scoring? What's the max your team can score? And what's the minimum that your team has scored? Um, both these teams have had, not the worst. Well, Brett, Brett's close to the one of the worst scores as far as minimums go. But really, you know, also their average is really suffering. Both team only scoring about 145 points, which is on the lower end to the leagues around 165 right now. Um, but the worst thing I've seen is neither of these team has any ceiling. You know, we have a lot of teams, a lot of teams going over 200, you know, high, you know, 190s and stuff. But uh, Eric's high score for the season is 167. Brett's is uh, 160. So yeah, just, um, as far as like, you know, scoring as far as what they've done, yeah. Just not showing a lot of life. Um, what was, what's your take as far as like looking at the actual rosters though? You think there's some room to bounce back here or just, um, drafts gone bad or what? It's pretty rough. I mean, yeah, I, I mentioned that I, I really liked Brett's receiver core coming out of the draft. Uh, still a lot of question marks there. Uh, but I think even more concerning probably for Brett is the, the running back committee, um, I mean, look, he has Melvin Gordon, so he gets a little bit of boost from the Javante injury, but you know, Camara, oh, what a, what a, what a dagger in the heart to wake up to on Sunday. Uh, cause Brett is right. Like all the news going into Saturday night was Camara was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And you tried to blame me. Like it's my responsibility to remind everyone that there are London games. So I guess if there is, uh, responsibility filled there's a london game giants versus packers i believe starting at 6 30 this weekend so don't say i didn't warn you um yeah the thing that i was laughing about too is like there were actually a bunch of us up for the london game like we're getting so fucking old that like we're up at 6 30 anyway like watching football so i felt a little bit bad for brett because apparently he wasn't one of those people um cursed to wake up at six o'clock on a sunday but um yeah, man, you gotta you gotta set that alarm. Got to check those rosters. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely am also old. I got up at like seven thirty, and I was like, man, I feel rested. Uh, that would never <laughs> happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the other side, like Dalvin Cook, you know, is not putting up the numbers that you'd expect. So you know, Brett kind of walked away from the draft with a, a similar situation as as Ryan with you know these like stud RBs, um, but hasn't really been pulling through for him. So. Still some, you know, chance to turn that around. Um, but switching over to Eric's team, TJF, you know, I see a little bit, uh, you know, you're talking about ceiling. I think I see a little bit more ceiling here uh, just because, I, I mean, well, he's got Mr. Ceiling, uh, Mike Williams uh, on his team as well. But, um, you know, so guys that could really pop off, Josh Jacobs, you know, started to, to show this weekend. Um, you know, Miles Sanders is, is sort of busting out on that, that Philly offense. Although I think no one likes to talk about it or hear about it. Cause it just feels gross. We're not used to starting, uh, Eagles running backs with confidence. Um, but of course I, I think the secret sauce of TGIF, uh, the big pickup, the one I was jealous of at the draft, Chris Olave rookie new Orleans looking like the real deal. Uh, and he's currently our wide receiver 16. He's like the air yard King, uh, in the NFL for four weeks. Um, so I, I think these rankings are, are correct with, with Brett sadly at the bottom. Sorry, buddy. And then Eric a little bit higher because I think Eric has a little bit more edge with, uh, some of these upside players. Yeah. Brett, um, the other area that they differ a lot in right now is just schedule too. Um, Brett has actually had like a reasonably soft schedule going so far, um, you know, not getting any wins out of that. Now he's got to play, uh, the narwhals, the boomers who we both 
talk about being a little bit underrated, uh, Giant Octopus, which has been up and down, but then Adams, Shitty Sources, uh, Puma Skulls. He's got our whole division kind of mashed up in the middle of the, the schedule right there. So yeah, he's kind of got a long way to go to uh, dig out of this hole. Yeah, for sure. Um, one note real quick about these two teams as well. You know, points scored against. Uh, Eric's number three in points scored against. Brett, number five. Uh, so they're both in the top half of the league. Um, but another, I guess, point in Eric's favor is he's had a little bit more rough uh, each week, about 10 points uh, more per week. So um, definitely they're not putting up the the scores that they want. They're at the bottom of the, the league for uh, points scored. But it, it also sucks even if you get it together. you gotta got to get a little bit luckier with your opponents. All right, moving on over. I'm just going to keep lumping up some of these teams because we were already talking about them or they're in the same position. But yeah, coming in at number nine and number 10, um, both members of the the matchup of the week. We got Rusty Narwhals uh, falling two spots uh, down to nine and uh, the Butthole Surfers falling down to uh, two spots down to 10. So yeah, we already spent um, quite a bit of time, I think, talking about both these teams. Yeah, Jana had the worst score of the week. Ryan had the second worst score, and but still came away with a win. Um, I'm looking right now. Yeah, man, I because we're going to talk about one of these other teams too. But man, we kind of have a, a lot of really bad three and one teams right now. <laughs> Damn, I just realized that Ryan is three and one. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sad. Sorry, Ryan. That's not uh, you. It's not about you. It's about me. I should I should be three and one. Damn it. Um, yeah. Uh, and actually, I mean, if we look at the records, I mean, Jana's on the opposite end with one and three. I think that Jana has the stronger team. I think you know, if we're talking upside and ceiling and the ability to you know make a stretch run and come back. Yeah, I I think hers is her roster is a little bit better. Uh, but then again, she also has a quarterback, um, which helps. I mean, I I guess Tom Brady might might be there to save the butthole surfers, um, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, you, you kind of said it earlier with uh, starting two tight ends. Uh, not only, I mean, look at his configuration from last week. He started three running backs and two tight ends, which means you're only starting two wide receivers, and that is just about the most anti-Austin lineup that you can set in this league with our, our current roster constraints. So uh, I can't, I can't sign up for that. You know, I can't. It's pretty wild looking at the, um, the wins against the field, you know, which is kind of uh, something we can look at to get a, a sense of how, you know, you do against the whole league. Um, and yeah, Ryan and Jana both have 38% right now. Um, and so it's pretty wild seeing the complete, uh, flip flop of their records, even though they've, uh, roughly done about as well. And we haven't talked about this team yet, but also tied for them and wins against the field is the, uh, black market bakers who also have a 38% and also have a, a three and one record and are sitting on top of a division right now. So, um, yeah, it's pretty wild, but you know, the wins are the wins and it's, it is kind of bizarre seeing surfers down this low. Like even if the team hasn't done very well, um, you know, the one or two wins that they're up on their opponents, um, especially as we get closer to the end of the season, you're looking at a lot of uh, tiebreakers and everything. You're going to want those points, but also, you know, every win is going to be massive. You know, the wins are, uh, what's going to prevent you from going to that, that point tiebreaker. So yeah, grabbing those ones where you can is especially nice. For sure. Last note about Ryan's team, you know, a, a 
tip of the cap in his favor. I think he he's got some nice running back depth. Um, we saw the uh, J.K. Dobbins welcome back game last week. I did not play him in DFS. I wish I did. Um, but uh, he's, so he's got some depth there. Um, you know, maybe some trade chips because definitely running back is becoming a uh, a source of pain for the rest of us in the league. So um, in, and we know Ryan likes to trade. So maybe some some options there to. Uh, sure up that quarterback spot to maybe get a, a, a wide receiver in that flex spot. We'll see. Well, we don't have to go. Um, uh, this is the team I was just talking about. I didn't realize they were also this low black market bakers, another three and one team man, sitting down at number eight. Yeah. Leading the um, division. It is funny that we, you know, we were kind of talking about how bad, um, you know, Eric and Brett's teams are, but when I look at Ryan and, um, Robert's team, they're really not that much different. Uh, Robert has had a, a much higher floor. His worst score of the season was 149 points, which is pretty nice, but you know, zero ceiling. Uh, his high score of the season of 161 is the second worst um, high score of any team. And then, uh, you know, Ryan's sitting right there too with average 150 points, um, you know, with only a slightly higher max score. So I, it definitely seems like the league got it right with like the, these five teams that we're all looking at down here on the bottom. Um, so it'll be interesting she, seeing how, how much those, those wins um, help out. But yeah, any uh, thoughts on the roster and not these nerdy ass statistics? Uh, just like point, if we're looking at the points again, um, sort of similar to, to Janice's team. Um, just, I guess in total points scored, but, um, you know, Janice had, had a, a little bit of rougher time as far as her point scoring more. So Robert's got a little bit luckier. Um, I mean, name value on this team still kind of pops if you don't look at wide receivers outside of Deontay Johnson. Um, so I mean, wide receiver definitely has some questions, but again, we're talking about trade chips and, you know, trade deadlines coming up at some point, uh, in mid November. So maybe six more weeks or so. Um, and that's definitely going to be fueling up. Uh, we, we got some teams, uh, Ryan who needs a quarterback right now. Robert's got a pretty damn good, uh, trade chip in the quarterback's position on his bench right now, whether it's Mahomes or Herbert, you can't really go wrong keeping one and trading the other. Um, so he has some options to, to sure up the team and no matter what you think about, you know, the draft or the first four weeks or the, the roster as it currently is. Uh, Robert's sitting at three and one on top of a division and you could always leads are there to, to be lost. But I think that pretty much anyone would, would, uh, be given the right toe for, uh, uh, that, that seat right there on top of a division. So, uh, at least, you know, he, he has a little bit of a head start. you know, can see if the, can keep pace with the other members of the division and, uh, make it to the playoffs and see what happens. We can't leave um, Robert's team without talking about the fact that he it's we, we have four weeks down, right? We're going into week five. He has zero dollars fab left um, after going just wild today on uh, Jamal Agnew, Josh Reynolds. Um, I'm not, I don't remember who else he picked up. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, Robert's uh, waiver wire strategy this year and uh, you know looking like he's going to have zero dollars for the rest of the season? I was actually thinking about this uh, back on the the Guillotine League podcast. Tune into that one. Um, but just thinking about like, I, I really don't know how to do waiver the the fab in that league. Um, and then reflecting on this league and just still thinking, you know, actually, fab is like probably the most like not difficult to grasp, but like just amorphous kind of thing. You know, it's like I think we all after a couple of years of getting used to it and seeing how it works. 
you get your strategies down, you still figure it out. But I mean, like, would you say, I would say I'm always shocked at like putting in bids, overbidding by too much, underbidding by too much. Like it's like a weekly thing where I'm surprised by something, which just makes me shake my head and go like, I will never fully understand fab. Um, it's, it's just a trial and error thing. You got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially in the guillotine league where you'll have like one team bid like $34 and then there's like a $3 bid and then no one else bid, you know, and you're just like, Oh wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, you got to, you got to just, you know, uh, it's hard, but just, uh, you know, get it out of your brain. Doesn't really matter what everyone else is going to spend, you know? Uh, you just pay what you need to get the guys. So in that sense, you know, Robert, he's grabbing the guys he thinks are going to help out. I admire that. Um, you know, he does have, uh, I, you know, I think he's got a good enough roster. I know he can keep moving, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out for him. We've had people with $0 fab, um, you know, but I don't think this early in the season. So it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and move on over. Um, boomers who were, um, you know, you and I thought they were a little underrated, moving up three spots into the uh, seventh place. They uh, they got a, a big win over the the number one uh, team, the uh, the Adams. How are you feeling about the Boomers? Boomers are hard for me to kind of, uh, I, I guess, judge right now because um, you know I want to say, well, I mean, you know, it's no no surprise you know the boomers are the rivals of the puma skulls they they've trounced us many a time and nary shall we forget the championship you know just now my first championship loss so i mean uh, yeah we got the boomers on a dartboard back in our locker room and you know i i want to see them fail uh and i kind of i guess maybe that bias makes me want to to rank them a little bit lower um but when i was looking at the numbers here you know a couple surprises i mean Number six in points right right now, still at the top half of the league, and still just by far and away has the most points scored against him. Uh, I mean, it's it's fifty five points over the the next uh, team, which is Martin's team. That is that's a lot of bad luck. Um, and so you know, first win, you know, up to one and three this week, and. You know, we could see a streak come in, um, especially, I mean, we're, this is the same division that we were just talking about with uh, the Bakers sitting on top with the three and one. I mean, in three weeks time, we could be talking about Andrew sitting on top of, of this division ready to rock. So uh, I don't know. I want to be a hater, but it, the, the stats and the numbers don't lie. He's 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 had some bad luck. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, we're definitely, I don't know if they're going to be one of the top teams, but yeah, I think boomers is going to keep, uh, inching their way up for, um, at least the next couple of weeks. Um, coming into number six, also sliding up three spots. We had a giant octopus, which, um, man, I am just laughing. I, I posted the, the mounds chart that everybody loves so much. Um, I was scrolling down and looking at my wins against the field. So in week one, I had the second highest score. In weeks two and three, I had the absolute lowest score. And then this last week, I had the highest score. This is usually not <laughs> like my MO with my teams. I try to build like a, you know, like a, I like guys who have like high floors. I like consistency and stuff like that. I'll throw in a couple boom bust guys. So I am not used to this. Um, it seems like if when you play me, I'm either going to score 200 points or I'm going to score 120. Um, I'm hoping that that stabilizes a little bit. But yeah. Um, I don't know when you take a look at my team, does one of those feel more real than the other? I, I mean, you use the word in the middle. 
Yeah, you use the word stabilize right there. I think, yeah, somewhere in the middle, I think you are going to stabilize a bit. Uh, I mean, we've talked offline about Mixon. You were definitely hoping that he would score a lot more points against me this last week, and he almost did. He probably got stuffed within the five. Oh my uh, god, dude! I think he, I think he had five stops at the goal line. Like I was just screaming at my TV, dude. Dude, the worst. Um, I mean, they, they were so like, I, yeah, Mixon, you can just keep trying and trying and trying, which is great. That's what you want. But oh my God, to just see him get stopped. <laughs> also frustrating. I mean, just like the whole game, they were like stuffing. He was like, he was running two and a half yards into a tackle almost every time. And I don't think it was his fault. It was just, you know, the way it was going. Um, but like we were talking about offline, his usage, his usage is insane. Um, so you, you'd expect some like positive regression there. Mike Evans, you know, he was hurt. He's, he's been off to a slow start. Um, but looking at, you know, I'm looking at Elijah Moore. I know you really are waiting for this guy to pop off. Um, and like all the signs are pointing upward for him. And I feel like all these, like, you know, expert articles I read each week are just like, this is, you know, you know, just hold on to Elijah Moore. He's going to, he's going to get better. Um, and I, I'm a kind of a believer there too. So I think there are better days ahead. My big question mark for you though, is I do not, I mean, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the stack and I love that we have so many stacks in the league right now. I do not like this Kirk Cousins stack. This is not Austin approved. I think, uh, I just, I don't know I, what I don't else know. to do. I, I quarterback. Yeah, right? I'm, about I to, I'm about to go trade Robert. Cause it's, um, yeah, it's quarterback is not, I'm usually, I don't really pay up for quarterback, but I also, I'm not like a streaming guy. I don't like to start like different guys each week at quarterback. I like to just find somebody and plug them in. And it's been some real uninspired quarterback play for giant octopuses here. So honestly, like seeing the edge that some of these quarterbacks have given certain teams, I probably would pay up and trade for somebody like Mahomes or Herbert. So well, yeah, you heard it here. Um, and if you don't end up trading for either of those guys, uh, now that you finally have benched Kyle Pitts for David Njoku, you could always pick up Jacoby Brissett and do the Brown stack. Um, he's actually been kind of a surprise. I'm not sure what he's ranked in our, our league, but uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, this is me, you know, in, in the year 2022 being like, do I want to start Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett? I just love fantasy football. What, what a treat to watch these guys play. Um, all right, let's jump over here. No movement at all for the uh, Shenanahads. As I slowly pull up their team page. Yeah, it took, um, uh, you know, I, I guess a tough loss. Um, it's never a loss until, you know, the following week starts. So we could see a flip there. But yeah, real, real close with the, uh, the, the game with the shitty sources. I'm looking at their overall stats. You know, they've been pretty consistent this season. Um, not like super inspired as far as like max scores and stuff go, but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely on the higher end of average though, and, and looking pretty good top to bottom, especially with some of these picks, you know, uh, wide receiver whisper, like we're always talking about, looks like Brees Hall is coming along and, uh, oh my God, dude, Derek Henry. I, I can't believe that he only had 22 points. It felt like every 10 seconds red zone was showing him just mow over like 10 more dudes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Jim's team, I think is, is like low key scary. Uh, I've said this a couple of times. This was a Jalen hurts down game. Uh, still putting up 16 points, which you know, like you said earlier as a, a QB hungry team that you would take that in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, we were talking about strong wide receiver core, Derrick Henry coming back, you know, looking like Derrick Henry is, is always a bit scary. So, um, yeah, I don't know. His, his team's looking really solid. I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were also talking about his, um, IDP 
which is, you know, showing up. So, um, yeah, uh, it's not, I don't think this is like a super exciting team. No, aside from Jalen, who's, I mean, the Eagles are just like super fun to watch right now. Um, you know, maybe not so much excitement. People are sleeping on DK cause everyone still thinks the, the Seahawks suck, even though Gino is obviously the MVP this year. Um, <laughs> Jalen Waddell, I mean, I guess people aren't sleeping on him. He's our number six wide receiver. Uh, maybe some question marks about, you know, some depth. Uh, I, I, I'm so sorry, Jim. I, I might have cursed you. I was talking up Traylon Burks too much, talking about how he's going to be a factor in the next few weeks. And then uh, I think he, he, he's he got like a high ankle sprain or something that's going to keep him out for a few weeks. So apologies, Jim. But, it, you know, that definitely hurts because there's not a, a, too much depth around there. Um, but I don't know. Still in a good spot, you know, two and two in that division, you know, only one game back from a division lead. I think uh, Jim's in a good spot. He'll take it. All right. And then uh, coming up on the top four here and not a lot of movement, just kind of shuffling everything around. We actually had a tie for, uh, for third. So we got uh, your team, the Puma skulls mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the Nablonians don't really have a tiebreaker system. Um, yeah, we can go ahead and talk about the uh, the Nablonians first. Um, another super, super close game. All of us watching uh, Monday Night Football, um, you know, listen to even getting the, the matching outfit with her little baby boy. But yeah, it comes up with a win. How are you feeling about uh, Lucinda's team? Uh, I mean, my heart goes out to you because even though you've you've gotten these two close wins, it's not fun. It's, you know, it, it, keep that blood pressure low. It drink fluids. I hope Lucinda, you're doing okay, but, uh, she's gotta be excited. First place in the sphincters division. Um, just, you know, I think probably the, the most handsome quarterback in the league, uh, Jared Goff is going Jared off. Um, and right now he's our number five ranked, uh, quarterback. You like that. Um, super nice. Uh, it looks like, you know, CD's kind of starting to bounce back. Um, you just, it's scary, you know, even name value, just like scary looking roster. And then you got Cooper cup. And I think that we would all agree right now that if, if we were like redrafting and this was like a snake draft, you have the one one pick, it ain't no running back that anyone's picking. I don't see how Cooper cup is not the number one most valuable player, probably for all of fantasy right now, but definitely in our league. So um, knowing that you have all these, she has all these other pieces, uh, you know, in her lineup right now, uh, maybe defensive players, a little bit of a weak spot. Although, uh, Zaire Franklin on Indi- uh, Indianapolis is, you know, Hey, uh, they don't have Shaq Litter anymore. So he's picking up the slack, but you got to feel good. If you have the Cooper, the cup on your team, scoring you all those points, trying to get you the cup, the Bobo cup. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to save this for another pod, but at what point, you know, do we just stop drafting running backs in the first round, man? It's just not worth it. Just go get those wide receivers, yeah. you know? Beautiful, right, beautiful well, wide receivers. Jumping around to the other team, we got your Puma Skulls, who, you know, after the first two weeks of the season, looking uh, just unstoppable, man. That Bills stack just crushing everywhere. Um, but kind of back-to-back down games. Uh, you had your worst game of the season this week. Um, just... I guess not a lot of like real bad performances, but, um, you know, kind of underwhelming by some of your starters and yeah, Jonathan Taylor, I guess probably being the biggest one, um, alongside Diggs, who I think you can usually pencil in for at least one touchdown, but, uh, not, not this game. How are you feeling about your team? 
Uh, well, I'll just say, you know, like Sundays, the days that I get to sit down and just like watch football day, it's a weird kind of experience, right? Because you sit down in the morning, like right before kickoff, you know, and, and like I've been getting up early, like we've been talking because we're old people now. And like, I'll go clean the kitchen. I'll make a delicious cup of coffee and I'll go like sit outside and drink my coffee and enjoy the sunshine and set my DFS lineup. And then I'll come in here and I'll start watching football. And it's like literally the kickoff happens at 10 a.m. and red zone gets kicking. And it's all downhill from there. Uh, you know, like the, the weekend does not get more fun after that. It only gets worse. Um, and it, it's just accelerated when your team absolutely sucks. And especially, I really hate these. I, I think I've been able to avoid them uh, for most of my fantasy history. Uh, yesterday, or this week, I had pretty much everyone going at 10 a.m. And when your team is all going in the early games and everyone sucks, it is a weekend ruiner. So um, that, was, you know. that was kind of a moment of glee for me when I realized that I had like five players going in the afternoon and you had one. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, he's like done right now. Like he might not even catch up to me before we go into the afternoon slate. So at least on the flip side, I had that going for me. It was really rough. But to you know, look at the flip side, if, if I'm th- looking at my team, I mean, I'm used to actually starting like two and two. I don't, I don't have hot starts. I don't start four and no. I don't think I've ever started four and no. Um, so to, to be at two and two where, where I'm normally at and Hey, I've had success in the past there and know that I'm currently the number two total score right now. I'm behind Martin by like less than a point, I think. Uh, yeah, less than a point. So I'm happy with that. I, I'm not happy with it, but I'm as happy as one could be. Um, I, I'm just, I'm happy that I, you got to win and that you're at two and two. And cause you know, we were talking about the power division, the, uh, but above the rest and you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm a part of that. It might just be oh, you. My actually. season's over. Cause I scored back to back 20 point weeks. Yeah. And look at you're, you're here tied with me. And, uh, you know, Eric was a few points away from being two and two as well. And, you know, so we are a butt above the rest. I think all of us in the butt above the rest division, you know, give ourselves a break. We're, we're pretty good and we're just beating the crap out of each other. So, you know, better times ahead for all of us during interdivisional play. Well, speaking of uh, above uh, above the rest, I just can't crack into the top one. We got the shitty sources here coming in number two. Um, you know, maybe the first undefeated team we've had this late in the season who's not in the the first place here. So yeah, shitty sources doing um pretty well across the board. You know, one down game of 141, but looking pretty solid. Other than that, 168 points this week. Again, not the best, but sitting a little bit above league average. Um, you know, just uh, lost Javante for the season this week. That's gonna hurt. Um, looks like Brian Robinson may be back, which is somehow yeah. incredible um and yeah a lot of movement on the waiver wire and stuff uh ashley's team looking uh, you know pretty good especially considering guys like jamar chase haven't even really like started to go off yet um and, and damian pierce and uh Ramondre stevenson maybe starting to hit their stride how are you feeling about ashley's team yeah i think uh you actually just mentioned i think the kind of keystone players here um jamar chase is right now the 14th ranked wide receiver and like when I watch him, I mean, this is my first time this year uh, having Jamar Chase on like my teams and I have him in the guillotine league and it, dude is like stressing me out Burrow too, man. And so, but I know, you know, I watched football last year during the last half of the season and the two of them were just going insane. Um, I know, I think there was the storyline with uh, T Higgins going off last week and that they were like, 
double they, like he was the only one who was getting like single matchups and so they just like literally threw the ball to him all night and you know that's why he went off but um yeah i mean if this is jamar chase's floor if it's burrow's floor um then ashley's in good hands and also i mean you you talked about damian pierce uh kind of the the preseason darling at running back 14 right now um getting kind of workload uh back treatment as far as touches go and this last week they started to get him involved a little bit more in the passing game which is only good uh going to be better for ashley's because i think like right now if she looks at her team if i look at her team i'd say probably running back is the position that needs to be shored up a bit um but she's got some options even uh with losing javante um i do want to do another shout out for ashley and um she picked an excellent rookie that i don't think any of us have mentioned or talked about Devin Lloyd, uh, the Jacksonville linebacker is currently our number two linebacker in the league. Uh, looking like a stud actually paid up uh, five bucks for him, you know, in the draft, but, uh, might, might be a, a keeper steal. Um, and also shout out to a uh, Quay Walker who she might've gotten the waiver wire, but, um, she's picked up some, uh, some good players on defense to shore up this like super hot offense. So I like Ashley's team a lot. Yeah, she actually drafted Quay Walker and picked him up. So there we go. You know, lost the faith, but came back. You know, understood what she was missing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, no surprise. We got uh, Adams, number one team, um, at two and two. You know, a little bit of bad luck. Uh, Martin is living up to what we talked um, to him last week about. Uh, just so many points scored against. You know, not getting any breaks, but. The most amazing stat that I wanted to bring up about the Adams, I think a lot of us could argue, you know, that these top four positions and, you know, which team should be on top, you know, are Adams actually the best team? Only a couple more points than your team, you know, whatever. The most amazing stat to me, and they're just blowing every other team out of the water, their worst score this season is 175 points. The next highest team, so the next best worst score is 149 points. Yeah. So we talk about this a lot, like a Janice team last year, right? When she was just coming out of the gate scoring, you know, 200 points a week. And it was like, dude, you need to score 200 if you want to be Jana. Uh, that's essentially Martin right now, you know, 175. But given that the the scores are a little bit down this year from uh, last year, uh, it's pretty impressive to think about. Like, man, if you're playing Martin this week, like you need to score 170, 180 points or else you're probably going to fucking lose. Yeah, that consistency is, uh, I mean, it, it'll do a lot for your team. It's like the the floor consistency is is always good and if that floor is really high like 175 like you mentioned it is really high up there i mean his first two weeks 177 177 blew up in week three for 197 although i think you slightly edged him out for top score or was that this week never mind i'm getting mixed up um but uh yeah and then back to 175 this week so that consistency of just being able to even if he's having an off week like hang around there that is scary and as the person who faces martin this week um you know on one hand feel uh not not good about our boy cordero being injured but at least you know it 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 puts a, a slight hole in his team um but still a little bit scary knowing that, yeah, he's had such a good consistent floor and it's kind of, you know, I haven't been playing up to that level in the last couple of weeks. I hope the Puma skulls can bounce back, but that's, that's the challenge so far, you know, with this uh, first half Adams team. Um, so I think they're legit. They're the real deal. I mean, how were we to know that he was going to have the number five wide receiver, Devin, Devin Duvernay, the number 21 receiver, Drake London, the number seven receiver, Marquise Brown. 
if Martin drafted you, you know, you were the chosen one. So yeah, that uh, Marquise Brown trade looking real good. Um, and then also, I mean, let's shout out Nick Chubb, our current number one running back. I love. I, I'm Nick really Chubb. trying to figure out. Was it just Cleveland in general? I'm trying to figure out why we all weren't in on Nick Chubb. I just I don't remember anybody in the preseason talking about him at all. It was kind of just like, oh yeah, you know, high end RB two, low end RB one. If you can't get anybody else, and it's not like he got any worse. I'm trying to figure out why we didn't see this coming. Yeah, I don't know. It is a good reminder for me, at least, to like keep going with the metrics that you you, you know and trust. You know, because uh, I should have been up on uh, Nick Chubb. I should have been on uh, Saquon this year, and that would have been a, a nice little pickup in that kind of like round two area if you you know get two of these running backs. What a pair! What a pair! But yeah, definitely kudos to Martin. Uh, defense looking hot as well. Uh, making that preseason trade to get Marquise Brown making that keeper decision that was mocked with Devin Duvernay and then uh, drafting the hot rookie Drake London. And Kyler Murray with the ugliest QB six that you'll ever see in your life. Owning Kyler Murray is the most stressful thing on the planet. (laughs) Like we talk about like, remember like Blake Bortles was like famous for like fourth quarter. Like you'd get all his points. Kyler Murray will have like just the absolute worst game you've ever seen of a quarterback. And then in the last like 10 minutes of the game, he just like does the most amazing things you've ever seen. I I know that they in that way they're very similar. Uh, Kyler Murray is about ten bajillion times more fun to watch than Blake Bortles ever was. Oh, well, that's <laughs> so true. At least at least he's got that factor. Kyler Murray is like uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, but he has like just discovered his superpowers. You know, they always have like that awkward part where they're like learning and they're like doing wacky things. Yeah, that's Kyler Murray. He's as talented as Mahomes. He just can't figure out how to control his power. One day the Cardinals will be a good football team and, you know, maybe that'll that take place this season. Maybe it won't. But yeah, in this uh, season of kind of weak quarterback play, I don't know. I don't know, if, especially in a person in your position with Kirk Cousins over there, if you should, you know, you should be looking at Kyler, Kyler Murray with, uh, you know, open arms saying, come back to me, old friend, please be an I mean, I, c- I could have kept Lamar, so you don't have to tell me about quarterback regret. <laughs> For sure. Well, that's the power rankings. Uh, you know, we're seeing some stability here, um, but still, you know, a lot of season left. So if you're at the bottom, if we talked about you, you know, earlier in the hour, hang in there. You still got you still got a little ways to go. Uh, but if not, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we're also getting into the trade season and there are a lot of really good uh, keepers, well, maybe not good keepers. We can't judge if they're good keepers yet, but the potential for good keepers, a lot of really exciting players. And it looks like they're kind of scattered throughout the league. So, you know, I know I'm hoarding a bunch, but, uh, everyone's got trade chips, whether it's that extra quarterback on your bench or, you know, that extra keeper, uh, or maybe, you know, you're one of these people with a a stud tight end and a, a sea of uglies and, you know, you want to, to leverage that tight end to, to get you something else, you know, be bold. Now's the time. Um, but yeah, if, uh, Justin, you don't have anything else for the power rankings, I guess we can get up into next week's matchup of the week. What do we got? Uh, yeah, just, uh, picking two, uh, not necessarily evenly ranked teams, uh, after we just went over the power rankings, but you know, at least evenly ranked as far as the standings go right now, we got the Shelbyville shitty sources in first place and the, the black market bakers um, going in first place. So yeah. Um, one of these teams, you know, getting taken down a bit uh, for Ashley. She can, she can afford a loss and still sit on top. Robert is kind of sitting with his point totals 
kind of like a razor's edge. He might fall down quite a bit. So a lot more at stake for him here. But yeah, I think, um, you know, pretty evenly matched, um, you know, quarterback has kind of been up and down for Ashley with uh, Joe Burrow. We just mentioned uh, Robert is a lot more solid at that position, a lot more solid at running back and stuff, um, but a lot less solid at wide receiver, which is where Ashley's uh, team is shining. And then, um, yeah, I think the IDP, I think these two teams, I'll have to look at the rankings, but I think these two teams are sitting uh, near the top uh, for ranks as far as uh, total IDP scoring on the season. Yeah, they look like two of the the stronger teams, but um, yeah, pretty well matched, and you know, two division leads going at it. So, like you mentioned, you know, Ashley can't really fall, you know, from first place, but uh, she definitely doesn't want to start four and one with the likes of uh, you and me at her tails, right? Because we're we're some awesome uh, teams there, and then yeah, and, and the Baker's division. I mean, that whole division is up for grabs. It's a precarious position up on top. Um, however, I mean. Getting Ashley, you know, after losing uh, Javante, uh, some question marks. She has, you know, her other running backs not quite back uh, yet. So might be a, a time when you can strike and get that win. And, you know, if Robert goes up to four and one, that's an even better position to be sitting at the rest of the, the season. So uh, good chance for him. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, if I, if, I, if I had to make some predictions, you know, you talked about IDP. I think uh, if Robert's team is going to come out and he- ahead here, it's going to be that IDP that that pulls him through. Maybe we'll see that that Nick Bosa blow up game. Yeah, should be a good one for sure. All right, uh, I think that's it. Unless uh, you have any other words for the league, Kamish? Uh, I don't. I'm done with these, you know, empty promises of ever, you know, making content for the league. It'll happen maybe someday, but not this week. You know, stuff is busy. Uh, the business world just feel, I don't know. I don't know what the, the planet alignment has to say about corporate America right now, but for you, for me, it's, it's just absolutely not. So, um, so, you know, the content will come when it comes, but, uh, the league can always help out with that because we do still have an ongoing contest right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence art, you know, and, uh, let's see some more submissions. Let's, you know, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. Just, uh, let your creative spirit take over. And again, just study his face. It's a very interesting face. If you stare at it for, for a little bit, it's just bone structure. I, I don't know. His chin, his eyes, where are they sometimes? It's, it's kind of a mystery. Um, but yeah, if uh commish, you don't have anything else. I'll go ahead and sign off for the podcast. We'll be back next week. Maybe with a guest we'll see, hopefully with uh, better results for, for at least for me, I guess you came out with a win, but I want to win here. And you know what? I, I was talking some trash on being in the guillotine league, but after a close, you know, skin of my teeth survival in the guillotine, I kind of want to stay, uh, on there. So, uh, you know, I, I hope for maybe both our future success in the guillotine league. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. All right. For the commission, this is Austin signing off. We'll see you next week on the Bonos Fantasy Football Podcast. Oh, Hank says goodbye, too. See ya. H- Hank definitely is saying bye. <laughs>